it's the Richcast. The Richcast is brought to you by Scissor Vodka, which is a vodka brand that I've made up. <laughs> And that I will continue <laughs> pretending reading ads for at the beginning of the Virtcast until someone gives me money to make it real. Scissor vodka, cut through the night. If uh, if you're listening, we have a scissor vodka prop. Yeah, it's someone beautiful. A bottle for the... it's spray painted gold. For I'm sorry, it's a gold bottle. It's, it's a gold a, bottle. It's got a wire frame uh, scissor. Yeah, scissors. very nice. Green logo on the top. Yeah, huh? I'm gonna say this forever. Anyway, it's an inside joke. I think it's. I think so. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what if there are vodka called scissor? Think about is it, it a joke from from someplace else? All right, so no jokes, Neil. I <laughs> no jokes. We don't, I feel like I've heard. Episodes. You've definitely pitched me on scissor vodka. Oh yeah, at some point in our life. Look, here's what I'm going to tell you. It's the 200th episode of the show. Um, it is also in a quirk of timing, almost exactly five months or five years since all of us started quitting our jobs to start the Verge, which is crazy. So in honor of all of that. I've assembled an all-star roster of Verge OGs on the show today. So Paul Miller is here. Hi. Paul, Vergecast listeners might remember Paul. As Paul. <laughs> As Paul. Paul. How's it going with that name pronunciation? Paul. It's getting better. <laughs> Joanna Stern is here. Just Joanna. <laughs> every t- it's like I invite you on the show and then you bring this vibe every time. What vibe? You're like, I don't... It's the, I don't know. Mm. Mm, join up. I'm right. not going to talk to you. You're that. still really far oh. away from the microphone. No, I'm not. All right. Chris Ziegler is here. You got to talk into the microphone. He's not. It's an audio He's show. He's so I far away from the microphone. Hi. Uh, it's the worst. I, I just want to point out that through, uh, through a payroll quirk, I actually never quit <laughs> Gadget. <laughs> uh, going to get that fixed. <laughs> That would really be amazing. Ross Miller is here. You might also Brother know me. As, yeah, you might know me as Paul. Is that Paul on the Vergecast? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Dieter Brown is here as well. Hello. Hello. Yes. We're not special. Dieter, the correct distance away from the microphone. Yeah. Not immediately bringing the show down. <laughs> no, no gimmicks. Yeah, no yeah. gimmicks, no ads. You see Dieter, what you get. Dieter, just calm, professional. You get what you see. Yeah. <laughs> what is is that a burn? Is that a compliment? No, it's a, it's he's the quietest man in tech. Oh my god! Yeah. All right. So I, here's what I thought we'd do. We got a show. Yeah. We got all the OGs back in town. Uh, it's the 200th episode. I kind of want to do a thing that we've never done before. Which behind is, the music? Yeah. Which is go behind mm. the music. Uh, so Joanna, when did you become addicted to drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what's in here, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it's a gold tube of drugs. I don't think you're supposed to. You definitely to. don't want to do what you're supposed to do. We have, we have hats and sparklers. It's, uh, it's silly. No, let's talk about it. So we were all, except for Dieter. Dieter we're was a smartphone expert. You're supposed to just shake it. You're also not supposed to talk over each other. Well, it, That's not how it used to be. It is. And we're way more professional now, as evidenced by the <laughs> fake vodka ad, the immediate talking over each other, uh, and Chris lying about t- still taking a paycheck from AOL. So the, most of us were... I mean, be honest, though. You probably still have one or two laptops that AOL gave you. Oh, I have. I have, like, you know, televisions, laptops, you name <laughs> Ross, it. Ross, you have. I, I, I've, my uh, lawyers advised me not to actually speak yeah, for right. the matter. Because you sold it out. I'm anyway. Ross's lawyer. It's a very confusing situation. <laughs> Um, no, let's talk about it. So five years ago, The Verge did not exist. Uh, the name didn't even exist. We were all still working at AOL five years ago at Engadget. I actually have Engadget on March 7th, 2011 open on my computer right now. Let me read you some headlines. Let me, let me read you the work that we were producing five years ago. Joanna Stern, 
Oh. Sony Vio S arrives stateside. Oh, brings no. along an advanced no. extended battery. I don't want to hear about this. Oh, it's oh you were worried Sony wasn't going to release its new Vio S ultra portable in the U.S. Okay, so it has taken the company a bit longer to prep the 13.3 inch laptop for its American debut, but it was it's here and it was well worth the wait. Let this me see. Is, let me see a picture of this of this laptop. Do you remember this laptop? Yeah, that all? thing was well worth the wait. It was not. That thing had a that terrible definitely was well wait. worth the yeah. Uh, we got Thomas Ricker writing about Windows Phone Mango, which was going to miss its 2011 target. Oh. Question mark. Updated. Uh, we got Vlad writing about the Samsung Galaxy Pro with a 2.8-inch touchscreen over a portrait QWERTY. That still looks like an amazing phone to me. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It does. Uh, <laughs> portrait QWERTY for life. Let's see. Except uh, Vlad right. again. Except no. The Odroid A tablet fits a 1366 by 768 red screen on a 10-inch Display the dual core Exynos inside a transparent shell. Not, not a Zyboard? Not a <laughs> Zyboard's run out. And Chris. I reviewed the Zyboard for the Breaking bridge. some news. The Sprint website put up a page for the Nexus listing is coming soon. This is, I think this is before the, the Galaxy Nexus. Right. Right? Right. No, Nexus S. Yeah. So yeah. this is where we oh, were yeah. five years ago. Well, we were like. Samsung's. We were hardcore gadget blogging. Yep. And we were doing really well. I would say, dare say, we were the best gadget blog in the world. Great. Yes. I mean, it was Austin Giz, right? I just want to point out, Ross just went, eh. <laughs> <laughs> We were trying. But we did our we best. Did our, we weren't the best, but we did our best. We did our best. We were the best try-hard gadget blog in the world. So, thirteen. So, it's super clear, I wasn't at Engadget. Wasn't and at so, as a, so you as a you were the best. objective external observer of, of the, the, the gadget blog wars, Engadget was the best. Nice. I would, I would, you didn't think you were the best? Uh, I, was running, I wasn't running a, a gadget blog, per se. I was running a bunch of smartphone communities, oh, which right. included gadget <laughs> blogs, but weren't solely gadget blogs. But um, any day that I managed to beat Engadget to a piece of news, uh, I felt very, very good. Nice. Any time I managed to get a link from Engadget for some news that I had personally broken, I also felt very, very good. Yeah. I mean, it was. Oh, yeah. The links were the thing. Yeah. I just want to check my how sharp I am still. Yeah. It's 1366 by 768 WXGA. Yes. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Every netbook. I mean, this is, is about as old school as we got podcast as it can get. Anyway, so then. Paul and Josh and I were hosting the Engadget podcast, which was great. We had the Engadget show. Uh, we were doing great. It was like a good time. And then we asked, it, well, then AOL became AOL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this is the part that nobody knows. We developed in secret a plan to leave AOL. <laughs> nobody uh, knows that? Yes. Mm. And we started a website, which nobody knows about, called The Verge. Right. Well, we first Wait, started, actually first people know about it. after we left Engadget, we um, were all hired suspiciously quickly <laughs> by Vox Media. No, it wasn't then SB, known SB, as SB Nation, SB Nation, as reported by Kara Swisher. Sports Blogs mm-hmm. Nation, Sports Blogs Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was I, again. I am still an AOL employee. <laughs> And we started This Is My Next. We started yeah. This Is My Next. I think but This I, Is My Next ever. is actually the best gadget blog of all time. Oh, uh, it was, that was solid. It had it had some real The best thing about This Is My Next was it was just blogging. You know, we didn't have like anything. Right. Right? We, we had, had we had only a word we had a WordPress blog. Yep. No editors, laptop. no copy editors, no spell check. Just and a laptop. So That's it. Mm. We, we didn't, didn't even yet. have power. <laughs> 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 Trying to like, watch get a solar cell. 
Um, I went to Paul. I used to go to Paul Miller's apartment mm-hmm. to steal his power. And then he lost power, and we had right. no power. Well, no. So <laughs> before we started this in my next, we actually so we all quit. We had our independent blocks, um, and we watching quit. all of you quit. It was like, oh yeah, hmm. it wasn't. Huh. A, it wasn't as sly as we thought. It was not sly at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was reading some like Business Insider coverage of us quitting yesterday, which is insane because um, there's a lot of it. Hmm. There, like it was like AOL bought TechCrunch. Michael Errington used to like write nasty shit about us about Engadget buying ads that Slow real blogs day. don't do. Yeah, there was there was like a it was like a war. It's crazy. Yeah, well, and like there'd be articles in Business Insider being like, "How long will the Engadget editors last? How long will they take it?" It's crazy. Um, mm, right. It, but that wasn't actually. It, what's funny about it is that had nothing to do with it. Like actually, can we can we talk about can we talk about Paul Miller's extremely salty? Oh, <laughs> post when he yes. left oh yeah which it's is gone now it's delete- i was looking for you you deleted it paul wrote maybe the greatest mic drop i'm quitting this place <laughs> post of all time when he left it i didn't delete it it's just it's just link raw i i need to put it back up um i made my own wordpress blog called paul miller or something like that and i i, I wrote didn't. something called leaving aol oh, which yeah, speaking no, of TechCrunch. TechCrunch wrote a scathing review of my, it's like five mm-hmm. rules for stunt resignation posts <laughs> that I broke all of them. But basically, the, there's a scuttlebutt around AOL, this thing called the AOL way. Yes. Oh, which, right, right, Which right. was going to be this new directive for content that was all based on SEO and traffic optimization and chasing trends and had nothing to do with, with writers producing quality stuff that they're interested in. It was just all... Um, suits, you know, turning writers into drones. Yeah. And um, I had a lot of reasons for leaving, including to start The Verge eventually. <laughs> um, but I thought the AOLA perfectly encapsulated what a big media company like AOL could do to screw up a beautiful thing like Engadget. And so I, I wrote about how I hated it. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, Dieter and I read the AOLA again this morning. Yeah, uh, we did. We did because mm-hmm. it's it's on business inside. Like business inside did an admirable job of covering this thing. Did the AOL way ever happen though? It did in some place. About I don't think it ever hit Engadget, um, and I think Engadget continues to this day to be like its own special butterfly. Um, uh, but we read it this morning, and it's like now five years in, we run the place, and we're like, oh, this actually describes media business. But like, if an alien had come to Earth. And was like, here's how media businesses work. They publish stories and put advertising next to them and then think how much the stories are worth and then try to figure out what people are interested in. And it had nothing to do with journalism. Right. It was like a very, I mean, you should read, it's like fascinating. They're, they literally, in this document, schedule out all of the meetings that everyone in the company should have every day and like what everyone should be doing. It was called the town meeting cadence. And Gadget was in a part of the company known as Tech Town. Oh, I sat there. Right. Yeah. yeah, I sat in Tech Town too. Tech Town. You, you could sit in Tech Town. There were physical mm-hmm. real estate. Kids. There were signs above yeah, street, our heads. Did they have? Did, did, did they have like what's the like Playmobil like furniture? Like actually, was it actually? Oh, no. made to look like a Tech Town. No, no, it was made to look like, like a corporate office building. It was really. Was there like Christmas Town with elves? With I think it was like Richard B. Scary kind of design. That's what I was. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Anyhow, this is ridiculous. I can't even imagine. Like, can you imagine being like the? The town concept lasted for like five seconds. Right. Like they rolled it out, and then like I'm everything. pretty sure Tim Armstrong was like, I'm the CEO of a major American corporation, and I just told everyone that our company is basically a country and they run towns. 
and that's the metaphor I'm going with. And he was like, no. And um, that the heads of departments are mayors. Yes. What? No. Yep. We had a mayor. What if you wanted to be unincorporated? <laughs> it's like a village. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a city. Yeah, I don't want your damn plumbing in America. Uh, it was ridiculous. Um, so like all this is happening. They rolled out this plan. We couldn't get new investment. Um, we couldn't hire anybody. We were having a hard time upgrading the site. It was like a big stuff. Um, you couldn't hire me. I tried to hire Dieter. We can tell this story. <laughs> I met Dieter at Build when Windows Phone was coming out. Remember that the old time... And Gadget, Verge people will know this. Mm-hmm. When Windows Phone f- first came out, they unveiled it. And then for like a month, all they would say is, you'll find out more at Build. Yeah. Yeah, was that in Las Vegas? It was, yes. It was in Vegas. It was definitely in Vegas. For a month. Like, literally, you'd be like, hey, is that is this screenshot accurate? And they'd be like, you, you'll find out more at Build. Like, crazy. <laughs> like, is this a puppy? Like, you'll find out more at Build. Uh, so I went to Build to cover it. You, you and I were staying at the Four Seasons for some reason. Can I just point that out? Oh, we were? What? Yes. <laughs> We, because we worked AOL, at AOL, yes, AOL always put us up at the most insane hotels. Yeah. So Neil I was, and I were at the Four Seasons. I was no, not I, Ross and I. Ross, remember when we went to? Oh, in Germany, Hamburg. What was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I think Hanover. 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 We went oh, to right. Hanover, and we. St- I. I think I actually was killed. That uh, was, I mean, I was staying at Excalibur and like happy. Yeah. Yeah. No, we were Come at the on. Four Seasons, and I, quite frankly, the room service was atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> No, by the end at AOL, uh, the expense process had been so whittled away that I could just log directly into SAP and type in numbers. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, sure. (laughs) It was ridiculous. It was like the last days of disco. Like, the most decadent. Anyway, so we're billed. I met Dieter. Full disclosure, Dieter and I got very drunk. Yeah. Uh, And I was like, we should come work at Engadget. And then went back to AOL, like flew home. Yeah. And Dieter was like, sent me an email. I was like, love to take you up on that offer. And I was like, hey, can we hire someone? And AOL was like a roar of voices screaming no. Yeah. And I was so embarrassed that I didn't talk to Dieter again for a long time. Seriously, like, just, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, here's like, what, here, I'd like to work. What, what's the deal? And they're like, yeah, cool. I'd like to work. And then <laughs> stop talking to me. I'd like, like to work. I want to work. Didn't reply to emails, just went totally yeah. radio was, silent. I was super embarrassed. I assumed I'd done something horribly wrong. Well, we were very drunk. <laughs> just like ridiculously drunk. Um, anyway, but then we were all quitting and uh, we were thinking about who, how do we expand our team? And Dieter, literally the first person that we called, mm-hmm. literally the first person we hired. But tell your story, Dieter. Dieter has a story, a deep, dark. I don't think the listeners. I don't know if I'm allowed story. to tell the story. It might technically be under NDA. The company doesn't exist. Okay, so <laughs> I went out to interview for this job. But by then, this is my next had launched, um, and I actually had two interviews. One was to talk to Josh Topolsky about uh, coming to This Is My Next. And the other one was to go be a PR executive at Palm. Mm. And the. You made the wrong decision. <laughs> yeah. Um, Look what happened to The Palm. interview with Josh, I met him at a. What if, Palm. what if he had gone there and saved What if he had saved Palm? Yeah. We would all be happier, better people. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The, the interview with Josh was dead. at a uh, San Francisco bar. I met him at like 1230 at night and we talked till like three in the morning and then I drove back ho- back down to Sunnyvale and then w- had to wake up to be at Palm at eight o'clock to start those interviews and that ran for like six hours because it's like a standard corporate, you know, mm-hmm. gamut. What's yeah. the word? No, you have to interview with like Gauntlet. 15 different Gauntlet. people. Gauntlet. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then I the had to choose between those two jobs. There are no, there's nobody left. And I took the crazy risk. No, I'm saying he had to interview then with 15 people. They offer you a job, you literally 
chose this is my next over Paul. I took the I took the risky bet. I bet on the crazy startup that would probably fail instead of the big safe. Yeah, but that was job. what was the last thing they had Paul launched? Just exploded. Huh? What did they had? They hadn't launched the touchpad or VR yeah, they yet. Mm-hmm. They had yeah. no. They had they had launched the touchpad. Yeah. Oh, touchpad yeah. Then then they had launched pretty much everything they were always going to launch forever and ever. Yes, the, the last... No, they put out the pre... They put out the pre-3 in, like, Europe for, like, a minute, and then they canceled the whole thing. Um, so that, that would have been what you would have gotten to work on if you had taken No, it I was going to work on WebOS as a platform, not on hardware. Oh. Um, well, that would have been also the last thing you were going to work on. The day <laughs> I knew I was going to leave AOL was the touchpad launch event. Um, because we were, I was live logging it, and we were beating everybody in coverage because we were very good at beating everybody in coverage. Because my website crashed, and I was oh. live blogging by sending AOL instant messages to my boss back in Florida so that he could hand code them in HTML and put it on precentral.net. <sighs> Virgil G's. <laughs> um, no, so I was like live blogging, da da da, and I don't remember who was sitting next to me. And they leaned over and they looked at the site, and they were like, "Cool belly fat ads on a gadget." <laughs> And I had I had spent the entire week before that pleading with the company, like, don't run garbage ads on event like don't run them ever. But like particularly when we know there's like an influx of eyeballs, don't run belly fat ads and I got just don't do it. And I got everyone's support and they promised it wasn't gonna happen and it totally happened. I sent this furious email, I was like, This just happened and like we turned them off and like did it again. They were still there. And I was like, I just want you guys to know that a competitor li- literally leaned over while I was beating him to check what he was missing and told me and made fun of the ads on the site. Like I, this is awful. And I got this reply from an AOL executive that was like, we win as a team. Hmm. And I was like, dude, my team is fucking winning. What is your team doing? <laughs> and I was like, I looked at Josh and Josh was like, yeah, we should quit. <laughs> like, it was like basically the day we're out the door. Um, Paul, what, what, no, Joanna, what, what was your exit story? I just left. Yeah, he's bailed. Yeah. No drama. I don't. Joanna wasn't. I wasn't a full. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was one of the reasons. You know, Josh was so angry for many years. There was I worked there for two years with you guys, and you could never. He could never hire me full time. Yeah. Because AOL didn't want to have, or you guys didn't have headcount, so I was a freelancer and would make like you know a chunk of change every month, and I would save my money for taxes and yes. pay my own insurance and stuff like that. It was actually. It's a good experience looking back on it because it's like I think many people just graduate from college now, get a job, and they're like, "Oh, my money just—that's where it goes." Yeah. Um. So yeah, life. Do you still save a chunk of money for like other things? Like now, now. I mean, like, now okay, I make more money. <laughs> Break down your your monthly. Budget now, <laughs> now I make a l- more money than then. Yeah, so um, yeah, like well, you guys were all full time, and I—I yeah. I mean, no, Chris so, wasn't. No, yeah. you weren't full time either. Uh, I remember. So I have two Wait, great stories about Chris. Uh-huh. The when I went the first day I interviewed at Engadget, uh, Ryan Block was like, "Oh, there's this guy Chris. He lives near you in Chicago." And Chris took me for a drink, and he was like, "Well, it's nice to meet you. Most people don't make it. I'll see you Look, later." I was traumatized <laughs> because we had just fired like three people in the span of like three months. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> He's like, most people don't last. <laughs> so that was that. And then the, the second one was when I was taking a full-time job. When I was quitting a lawyer, be full-time job, I went out for a drink with Chris. And he's like, I don't know, man. AOL well, sounds like a lot of bullshit. That <laughs> <laughs> was right. That was right. <laughs> uh, but Chris, where were you? So my, yeah, my exit was basically like then they, when, ev- when everyone was starting to leave. I was the, one of the last to actually give the notice. It, they preemptively said, oh, we have a full-time opening for you. And guess what? Actually, we have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> that's because it just 
freed up. Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> there was money. There was a full time job. There was benefits. Yeah. We've been AOL all along. Yeah. There was there was an actual laptop. I think they tried to bribe me with a laptop because I, I never had a company issued laptop. There was a, there, they were going to assign what? three. Yeah. Elderly people's dial-up accounts directly to funding you. <laughs> to funding me, you were actually like twenty-nine ninety-five a month. Like, Josh gave me. I think I he like allotted me some extra money one month to buy my own laptop to work there because I, I couldn't get like company yeah. stuff. I mean that I will say this was like the thing that enraged us all. In yeah. Anyway, where it was were you me. before? It was, it was me. it's Joanna's fault. Well, yeah, I. I I was never interested in working full time at AOL. That was not something that intrigued me. <laughs> Um, Chris, what's I, that watch band? Oh, this is the new Apple watch it's band. It's pink? Yeah, it's awesome. It comes in it's multiple colors. Um, so I uh, I did the math, and I was like, I'm making enough per post so that I should just like write like 100 <laughs> posts a day. Yep, I did that math. Just, every, <laughs> just basically, every morning I did that math. Yeah, yeah. and so that's why I, I, I quit in Gadget with something like 11,000 posts. It's because I was just grinding. You really did day. write a lot. Yeah, well, I, I was never going to beat Shotgun Murph. but No. Yeah. <laughs> Machine gun, machine gun, machine gun. Murph. By the way, Darren Murph, uh, now the editor of Tech Radar. Yeah, yes, that's well, true. Well. That's true. Um, but yeah, so I, I was, of course, a programmer before I was a writer, and in college, I actually went through the the one engineering program where I didn't have to write a single uh, thing. I didn't write a single line of anything in college, and hated writing. And then uh, turned out I was actually okay at it, as Ryan Block discovered. So yeah. here I am. Yeah. So that was more of a quit your promising other career. Yeah. And try this crazy yeah. career. And right. here I am. Ross also wrote a mic drop post. Uh, yeah, I did. But I, like after Paul did his, I was like, I'm just not going to compete. I can't <laughs> yeah. do that. So I just kind of redirected it to Paul's and said, just confuse just the two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we were out, and then we had to like come up with a name. I remember one. But all of you said that it wasn't the AOL way. All of your mic drop posts were like, it's not the AOL way. Oh, and I was reading, right? I was like, yeah, no, yeah, no cause, like, it totally we, is. It wasn't. So we just winked at it. Uh-huh. It is yeah. and it isn't. Okay. Wink. Yeah, it wasn't imposed on us. Yeah. So that wasn't a thing. Right. It was more but the like... the AOL way was indicative of what AOL was about as a company. It was gotcha. a philosophical concern over how the mothership would, like, right. treat journalism. Right. And also there are people who are going to stay there. Right. So if we had been like, the AOL, mm-hmm. AOL way came to Engadget, we're out, those people would have been screwed. Yeah. 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 And it turns out they were in the end because the AOL fired them all. That happens. Yeah. Uh, media companies. Now, now AOL is going to, you know, they're going to, Verizon, Verizon owns AOL. AOL. They're going to buy Yahoo. <laughs> God. That's the rumor today. Do you hear yeah. this, Joanna? That what? Verizon's going to buy Yahoo and merge it with AOL, and Tim Armstrong's going to run. Yeah, I heard something about this. Yahoo, it's AOL. It's a circle of life. It's bizarre. I mean, David Pogue. What happens to, yeah, exactly. What happens to the tech coverage there? Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, this is like very inside baseball, but it's our 200 episode. If you're going to do it, this is the episode to do it on. Yeah, the two O's could be like a baseballs. <laughs> <laughs> and they're inside stuff. <laughs> so, Paul, where, where you been? Thought. I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> well, it's like, just, I understand where these four people have been, but right. you two, you two are the OGs who flew the coop. Uh, Joanna's behind a, a paywall. We never see. I'm her. actually not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not above paywall. I just want to. I'm not behind a paywall. Please read my stuff. Please, please click the links. Just watch some videos. Just read some articles. Scroll around some photos. It's true. Please. I did just click on one of your links just a second ago. Yeah, no paywall. No paywall. <laughs> but you clicked it off at of Twitter though. Yeah. Yeah, no. You can get to some stuff at the journal. I don't no, know. No, that go- not that, behind the paywall. That, right. go- that Google trick is not working for getting through the paywall, paywall anymore. No, they closed it up. 
That's Close crazy. For, for the record, I'm a paying Wall Street Journal subscriber, Joanna. My money goes directly into your pocket. Thank you, Chris. And You're welcome. For the record, uh, Chris is a paying Wall Street Journal account, and I stole his password. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, get the most out of it. Well, while I was off the internet, I um, had a paper Wall Street Journal mm. subscription that my brother bought me, but it was addressed to Paul Pillar. <laughs> wow. Actually, you should so talk thanks, about Keith. being off the internet, because I think that a lot of our new listeners have no idea what you're talking about. I spent a year without using the internet. and um, <laughs> All right, cool. When I got back, I was really bad at using the internet, and I couldn't quite keep up with the Verge pace, and had some other stuff I wanted to do. So I quit the Verge like a few months after I got back. I got back in March of 2013 i think and then quit in june after e3 um but you wrote for explain how you wrote for the verge while you were off the internet oh yeah yeah so while i was off the internet the verge still paid me and i would write articles and put them on a thumb drive and give them to an editor to to be published so I, i have a lot of great personal essays about my life and my quirky thoughts about the world <laughs> all at the verge uh, it's called offline is what the series was mm-hmm. it was great and it not was behind a paywall not behind nope. a paywall you know i, I, I didn't want to say also this, not I, available offline i didn't want to break this early but um for our fifth birthday the verge's fifth birthday in november mm-hmm. we were actually going to put in a paywall nice it's gonna be great <laughs> finally and it's only going to be old paul and joanna stuff <laughs> <laughs> I actually think people might pay for some of that. What was your favorite Verge thing that you ever did, Joanna? My Zyborg review. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny is that if you say the word Zyborg We put the tablets on a skateboard. I gotta find this. Because... You don't remember that? I remember that. I don't. I don't know. And that's where I really began my future as using props to illustrate. (laughs) 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 Which is truly my claim to fame. And some days I worry I will come... I will no longer have any props to use that are new. Yeah, I mean, I will say that what you're doing at the Wall Street Journal right now is truly next level. Thank you. I mean, I don't... Like, is the journal ready for it? Like, when you publish your video in the morning, does the whole newsroom shut down and be like, what what did you get up to this time? (laughs) Sometimes that happens. Yes, they just halt all news production globally around all bureaus in the world. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, I really am running out of props. I mean, I didn't think I would ever be able to beat the blackberry and the piece of cheese. And, that was really good. Um, that was amazing. That was the, I think that's where I really got the inspiration. Passport? Yeah, for the passport. Yeah, which is shaped. Still people very angry about that. What's shaped like a piece of cheese? I don't <laughs> know, man. How do you get mad about shapes? <laughs> but what's uncanny about it is that it's perfect it's fits not perfectly. close yeah fits perfectly like they definitely <laughs> planned around that yeah <laughs> same measurements as it, we, when they looked at the thing we need to do same measurements as a piece of craft cheese so let's talk so blackberry brings up by the way this picture of the zyboards on a skateboard is one of the it's best so things. funny i look at all of our original verge stuff all these ideas that we thought were brilliant our videos mm-hmm, joanna when like joanna and billy making the first set of video reviews but that was that was like next gen like it was at the time it is at the time and i look at this picture of tablets on a skateboard now and i'm like what the fuck were we thinking <laughs> like, no i look at that and say what weren't they thinking <laughs> yeah they, they thought of everything including this photo it's a great photo no but it's funny i you look at the stuff from back i mean then, the photo's not good the photo is bad yeah i know all my photos are really bad that, and and joanna that's photos. ultimately why we had to let you go <laughs> <laughs> but really my photos were always really bad and i apologize for that yeah I mean, I, I, sometimes ross would take my photos 
Those are Can even you worse. imagine <laughs> an Android tablet review in this day and age getting 104 comments? Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I just don't see it. So that's what I want to talk about now. So look at those charts. I handmade those charts. Yeah. With if my, you try to with my coding, if you handmade a chart now, handmade charts now, our product team would kill you. They would literally. No, would come it's just it's just a table. It's a supported HTML element. I made that. But you're not my, supposed with to my do hands. Software is supposed to do that. Work. Do you anyway. still stand by the 6.0 score? <laughs> it's a brutal score. <laughs> I actually think it probably should have been lower. Uh, mm. Yeah, I agree. Oh man, oh you were you were rough in this conclusion. That is ultimately why the Zyboards are not worth the cash. The pricing is just out there as their names. It's mm. <laughs> uh, profound. They're good piece of hardware, despite the button and expandable storage issues. With software that's decent, but held back by an ecosystem. I just want to put it out there, even in the early days, just railing on bad ecosystems. Also, Android tablet ecosystem? Not better. Still not better. <laughs> that's amazing to me. You, so, I think you're trying to pivot. To talk I'm trying, about I'm trying to get to the future. One thing that has never changed is the Android tablet software ecosystem. <laughs> it just hasn't. <laughs> so I wanted, so we talked about BlackBerry. Back then, like I'm looking at our site when we were leaving Engadget in that middle zone. We we were able to do gadget coverage in a way that is very difficult to do now, right? The big companies were at the top of their games for that second, so Microsoft was trying to launch a new phone ecosystem. It was very exciting. Android was very exciting, and all the hardware maker HTC was an exciting company back then. Yeah, um, and now they make the Vive, so I guess they're like medium exciting. Um, I don't know. Apple was it hadn't reached its set of dominance in mobile. There was just stuff going on all the time in these zones. BlackBerry was BlackBerry. still relevant. Mm. Mm. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, they now? were just failing then. Give me, give me. So let's talk, we, we've done enough past. I saw someone using a BlackBerry phone on the subway. Were they? How were they? I mean, were they? Do they work for the government? I, he was wearing a suit. Yeah, they all do. Joanna has a BlackBerry. Do you I have a journal BlackBerry? I don't have one anymore. No. Mm-hmm. No. You had one for a minute. You were really into it the last time I saw you with it. When I le- when I worked at ABC, I had another BlackBerry, and I actually was really into it. And then when I moved to the journal, it was actually very hard for me not to have a BlackBerry. But now I'm. I'm full touch screen all the time. Yeah. Touching things. <laughs> Screens. Stuff. Wait, so Joanna, you wrote a column this week. This actually fits in. Yeah. You were I mean, like, smartphones are boring, but now they're going to get good again. No, something else is going to happen. Yeah. Think well, about what you wrote. Well, it's funny because we think about back at that time. How many, what was, what year was that? I think we're. This is 2011. Yeah. So like, we're ta- actually talking like, what, 2010? Mm-hmm. Or like, when did Motorola launch the Droid? When did. Nexus. When did Google launch? The Droid Nexus? was two thousand nine. Yeah, the original, the first Droid was two thousand nine. And then Nexus, the Nexus, um, the Nexus One was no, that the first Nexus. Nexus Which, One was the first one, and that was that was the following year. Yeah, and we was like, oh my god, Google's going to sell phones yeah. directly. It's a Google phone. Oh, and then the, uh, the then Nexus no. with, with Samsung. Nexus S was Samsung, and the one right after was, was with Galaxy Samsung Nexus. too. Anyway, we would make a huge deal about those launches. Like, mm-hmm. I remember if we, if I was sent, like, I was one of the ones selected to go live blog one of those. I was, like, super nervous because there were going to be a ton of eyeballs watching the press. I mean, Vlad and I specifically, this one that we did in Hong Kong, which one was that? Yeah, was the, Galaxy Nexus. Galaxy Nexus. It was the oh, Galaxy yeah. Nexus. That one was a botch, remember? It, they told us at the last minute that you guys had to go to Hong Kong. Right. But it was huge. Like, yeah. we had huge numbers just from the hands-on and from... There was so much excitement around phones. Didn't, didn't you guys sneak in ahead of yeah, time? Yeah, we snuck in. We was... got it. We fucked yeah. them all. Remember? <laughs> oh! 
<laughs> no one gets that. Yeah, nobody gets it. But whenever Joanna got a scoop at Engadget or the early Verge, she would just write an IRC. Yeah. We fucked them all. Which yeah. then Ross made a picture of a robot fucking them all. Which I did find the other day. I will share that <laughs> yeah. to the team. It's but like we were so, and it wasn't just us. I mean, we were covering it, and that was actually one of the best things, right? We were so excited about what we were covering, but our audience was so excited about it. And people, it was just like the early days of people actually being able to get great smartphone technology. The cameras were being upgraded. The screens were getting better. Android software was getting better. Obviously, the iPhone was doing its own thing. And it's like now it's, what, eight years, seven years? Yeah. Maybe maybe less. And it's sort of like, meh. It's just like, you know, when there's a new phone that's announced, it's like, mm, yeah, well, I, that's good. The, 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 when you would buy a new Android phone every year back then, like you or even a new iPhone every year back then, you knew that you were getting something that was like markedly better and right. you would notice it and feel it and it would like make your life better. Now, like getting a new phone every year, the, the improvements are not as like holy crap in your face. And that the Galaxy, the Nexus 7, not the Nexus 7, the Nexus, it was just the Nexus, right? The Samsung. There was the Nexus S and then there was a Galaxy Nexus. The Galaxy, Galaxy Nexus, right. The Galaxy Nexus, the I Nexus. bought that. Yeah, I bought Ooh, that phone. Screen. What? It was my first phone after the Droid 2. I bought like, I had the Droid 2. Yeah. Yeah. The Droid 2 was my first phone after the Blackberry and I thought it was the craziest, best thing ever. Then I got the Nexus and I thought it was the craziest, best thing ever. It had, you know, at that time, it was like, what size was the screen? Four inches? Yeah. Yeah. It feels so tiny now. Yeah. And it was yeah. so crazy. It was like so big. Like, oh, people were looking at me. How do you put that in your pocket? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, like, and and yeah, exactly. Now there are these phone announcements and we're kind of just like, mm. and that's pretty much a lot of categories. Even this week, you know, HP announced this new really thin laptop and I was like, that's uh, we're dealing with like the Dell Adamo all over again. Yes, it looks it's, like the yes, Adamo. Adamo. You know, it's wow. it's like uh, and, you know, I don't know. I don't want to sound jaded. I don't want to sound like ungrateful of all of this great progress. But we're sort of hit this point in this in the major gadget refresh cycles that things sort of have tapered off. And there's there's a lot of good technology. I think that's going to be coming. But but right now it's been a lot of refinement. Ooh. For, I mean, from my perspective, I have not been writing about um, gadgets day to day for for years now, and it's just felt to me like everything's good enough. Exactly, it's like exactly right. My, you know, as soon as Apple made a laptop, where I mean, they were good at the trackpads, and then they f- solved battery life, and I could work all day on a laptop without plugging it in. And the phone is great. It's got a great camera. It just works. I love the cracks on yours. Yeah, well, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, but it, but no, I, totally. Yeah, the, the, the dissatisfactions with phones are feel like, well, you know, like my sister has a cracked phone too. And it's like, well, I don't, I, I don't have an upgrade right now. I don't have the money for it. You know, there's like external. There's, I mean, there are such a huge, important part of our lives. They're not boring in that sense. Right, They're taking totally. over our lives, and it's super important. Um but a new edition of it doesn't change my life because the current edition is so good. Right. And that's what was like the basis of my iPhone success review, which is like, this is a great phone. What happens from here? And we all have these like complaints, but they're not big complaints. They're like, I need more storage. I need some more battery life. You know, they don't, I mean, so I disagree. So I disagree. And it's funny. The second half of your column is you like predicting all the stuff that's going to be cool. And I hope it. I hope it. So comes. What, what do you think is cool? that's coming. 
I mean, I I think wireless charging, like true wireless over the air charging, if it does not fry our brains like a microwave, it's going to be completely awesome and change yeah. everything. Um, that's like the piece of technology in that column that I think is the most like, cool and completely altering uh, component. I mean, I, there's a lot of other cool things like screens and um, you know modular design and things like that. I don't know how much of that is going to change things, but. So my big theory, and Joanna laughs at me about this, every year at CS. Yes, yeah, right, they're back. Gadgets are back. Because <laughs> I think the phones have gotten boring, and that means the investment and the mm-hmm. dollars and the interest has to go somewhere else. And you're seeing all these little bits and bobs of that everywhere. So like drones, for example. Drones are fucking really interesting and great, and they can fly themselves now. Um, and we, like yesterday, Ben Popper, if you know the noise a phantom makes, and I know it very well because I flew a drone at my friend Dieter's wedding, my best friend, the drone, not Dieter. Um, you flew your best friend into a wedding. <laughs> the drones got married and Dieter flew through the air. Very confusing. Um, but like, I heard that noise, like, did it, it, like a phantom makes when it mm-hmm. boots up. And I was like, that is the most exciting noise. Like, it's really cool what they can do. Um, all the Internet of Things stuff is mostly garbage. And that Wi Fi wine bottle. That Wi Fi right. wine bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of it's uh, really interesting. Some of it's really cool. Right. Uh, well, like Amazon, the, the Echo and the technology that's going into that kind of stuff. And I mean, which arguably could be, you know, the smartphone is at the core of some of that is awesome. Yeah. Right. Um, and VR. Like, I think it's the other one. And VR is built on smartphone parts. Mm-hmm. I could actually make a pretty strong case that the Wi-Fi wine bottle is a super interesting and culturally important product. Get it. What I, it I agree completely. Please state your opinion so I may concur. <laughs> Wow. Um, I, what is the wine? I'm looking it up. A little formal there. So there's this wine. There's this. There's this wine bottle, but it's actually just a sleeve, uh-huh. and it has a tiny computer and a tiny touchscreen, and you can stick wine wine pods into Car- it. The car- cartridges. Cartridges. Um, and it's there's this new trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Wi-Fi wine bottle. There's the Juicero, the Juicero yeah. which mm-hmm. only lets you use like prepackaged mm-hmm. juice. Juicero is the dumbest thing in the world. No, but they're both I'm Wi-Fi one, connected, right. smart, intelligent things that give you consumables in pods, and rather yeah. than you like making it yourself. So mm-hmm. they're Keurigs for everything this? else. They're Keurigs. It's, it's Keurigs for everything. So you know, there's Uber for everything. No, but there's a bottle be... of wine that it it's not a Keurig. It's a it's a bottle of wine. That no, you put another bottle. Of. That's what I'm saying. Is they're they're turning it into a Keurig. There's a right. new trend in the way that people think about the things in their life. It's not just you know put a Wi-Fi chip on it. It's also like turn it into a subscription service. So like right. the idea that like software as a service is a thing that we've all accepted. Like you pay a subscription for Microsoft Office instead of going to uh, Newegg or whatever and like buying the box. Mm. Um, we're now, the companies are trying to take that same thing that blew up the technology world and apply it to like regular <laughs> consumable goods like is wine Jake or drunk coffee here? or Jake whatever. is drunk in that video. Yeah, it's it's one of the best videos we've ever made. And Here's on top of all you. that, it's also like we we are anybody who wants to make a computer that does crazy things can just go make one. And that's an old story, but like it's getting applied to more and more mm-hmm. new things, right. and people are just trying crazy shit. And I find that really compelling. Here's what I'll say about but the this wine bottle: is stupid. The wine, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's not the care. curing of wine. It's just it's whatever. But I get what you're saying. It's trying they're, to be. They're regulating your use. Like the idea is that they'll cut down on your waste mm. by knowing how much you're consuming, and they'll only sell you that much. Right. Right. So, like, you can buy the four bottles, and if you don't drink the four bottles, you won't buy another bottle. I mean, uh, you could argue all day that the Keurig is a terrible idea for coffee 
and for people. But you can't argue that they've sold a lot of Keurigs and a lot of coffee pods. Can I just say this one thing that I actually promised somebody I would say? Oh, God. The Juicero? Mm-hmm. Started by the CEO of Organic Avenue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was watching our staff discuss this fact <laughs> yesterday. And Caitlin Tiffany, our social media manager, was like, Organic Avenue is the Taco Bell of organic food. And no one should trust him because he's a liar. And I thought that was the greatest point I've ever heard. I've been trying to figure out what else I can refer to as a Taco Bell of organic food for literally two days. <laughs> I tried to say it to Walt on the Walt podcast yesterday, mm-hmm. and I, I could I just couldn't get it out. He was talking about the app versus like app versus webs, and I was like, yeah, Firefox is really the Taco Bell of organic food, and I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't even say all the words. It just was like, yeah, it didn't work that time. But keep that one in your heart. Firefox bro. is the Kirkland. Of browsers. <laughs> That's true. It's true. That is true. Wait, but you're going to buy a Juicero. What is wrong with you, Chris? I don't understand something about it. Can I ask you real quick? Yeah. How do they get the organic things into the bags? That's, that's, a, that's a, not something you need to know, and B, you don't want to know. And that's why this can't be healthy. When you go and buy bag salad, there's always like the chance that there's a rat in it, right? What? Wait, what? Yes. That yeah. is true. Every year there's a story about like someone bought like a bag of salad home and they opened it up and then a live rat came scurrying out of the bag, right? And now that's going to happen to your juice. <laughs> well, no, because right. like, how are they arguing a that? A surprising number of results for rat and salad bags. <laughs> <laughs> there's literally like 500,000 results. I mean, that may, but they're they're putting organic what kale and apples and pears into small little bags and claiming that that's going to be healthier and better for you than real juice it is real juice well you're 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 talking to me like i'm the ceo of organic avenue joanna i'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just a, a simple man who wants a juicero but you want to wait do you want a juicero because the name sounds like a beach party well, that, I hadn't no. thought of that, but that's a very good the point. Name, it does sound the like name, a beach no, party. No, 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 no. no the so, name sounds like Hyundai's latest crossover vehicle. That you would drive ooh. to a beach party. <laughs> Hyundai like maybe, Juicero is a great Hyundai name. Juicero is But, but really it would good. be for like an El Camino type thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah with yeah. like a, a surfboard? It has to yes. be an El Camino yeah. with yes. a surfboard. Yep. It sounds uh, like a beach party. Yes. It sounds like you're young, you're having fun, you're juicing. Look, I'm going to leave it at this. I want my entire life productized, and we're getting there. Um, most of my life has been productized. The one thing that hasn't been productized is vegetables. Uh, <laughs> so, and and we're, we're finally to the point, thanks to the innovation of Juicero, where I can have that part of my life productized. And the reason I want my life productized is because every cool sci-fi movie I saw in the late 80s and early 90s had... You know, okay. People had their entire life productized. That was all like dystopia, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all... I'm ready for my dystopia, yeah. Dieter. I've been promised my a du- dystopia. Juicero mm-hmm. I mean, Soylent. You did go all in on Soylent. Yeah. I went out all in on Soylent. I, I'm Are probably going to buy on the Soylent uh, on occasion. I, I, I probably am going to buy a, a Casper mattress. I'm going to buy everything that's like the the tech bro version of the mainstream product. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think with all of these things, there has to be a your purpose. wine and juice. <laughs> I don't know if I see the purpose. If if you really can't see what the purpose was going to be, then why? Oh, I have no idea what the purpose is. I'm just going to right. Buy it. You just want Wait, it. Isn't mm-hmm. the purpose to drink juice? I mean, that's well, but what's yeah. wrong with the juice we're drinking? They say, oh, it's so hard to make all of this stuff, and it's true. I've juiced before. It is not <laughs> easy. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I, I also I, just wait, finished the People vs. OJ, and it is amazing. Uh, yeah, like, that's really good. I, I, I was, to, oh, I see. Juice. I bought like a, like a three hundred dollar <laughs> juicer, and I was like, I'm going to become the juice yeah. man. I remember and that. I like 
That was when we were up, starting The Verge. I yeah. set up a recurring, he was into juice before anyone was into juice. I set juice. up a recurring <laughs> fresh direct order, and all this green stuff would come to my house, and then I couldn't handle it all. Yeah. And if you didn't juice it right away, it all went bad, That's and then true. you had to like preserve the juice that you made. And Hello, Juicero. Like so, right, Juicero's saying that's the problem that they're solving. Yeah. So yeah. I'm a little bit convinced that, that is a, that's a good thing. But then when you think about what the sacrifices are going to be in terms of health and organicness and the Taco Bell of organicness, you know, you're going down. <laughs> what, then what's the real. point of this thing? Yeah. Well, it's to have juice. Yeah. It's to be rich and have juice whenever you I'm want. I'm just it. arguing like we don't need everything to be connected. Case yeah. in point, the umbrella I tested last week. <laughs> what? Okay. what? Tell I, me about this. Yeah. Joanna doing work. I, want, the I did some real I work. I want an umbrella with a wife, uh, uh, LTE radio in it real bad. For what? For, to do what? Just to have. To have. It'd be a, it'd be a great like a hot, hot spot. spot. Yeah. That it would could, be I something. tell you the weather. Wow. This just tells if you that you're using the umbrella, it is almost wait, certain wait, no, that no, you no, know what the weather. What's if you make it look like a cane, I'm, I could just look like a, well, let's a just dandy have our own man. Podcast, like we always said, we were. I'm really have. curious. What does the umbrella do? It just tells you when you've left it behind. Oh, <laughs> wait, what? That's does it like send you a text? <laughs> hang on, hang on. And also, though, every time you walk away wait. from your umbrella, you get a text. So wait, the umbrella is <laughs> a bad relationship. So like, I left it in my office. Text. Does it, does it text but, like "Don't leave me"? I miss yeah. you. It's no, like it's a bad relationship. I swear I can change. <laughs> what if it were smarter? What if it knew the weather? Like you got a new job. Right. And it sent you a text if you walked away when it knew it was going to rain later that day, but otherwise it left you alone. Well, this does tell. I deleted the app because it was so bad. Um, but it did tell you the weather with inside the app, so you could go check if it was going to rain today. But it didn't alert you to take your umbrella. When oh. you left it, but that that would have been a better thing. But again, every time you left your umbrella, like it's a you know it's a context thing. It's not smart enough to know where you're going. Also, isn't that just tile? Like yeah, okay, exactly. So that's what. So basically, the highest innovation is tile and yes. bag juice. Yes. Can you just? Couldn't Capri Sun just kill the Juicero by? Putting out Capri Sun with like healthy juice in it? No, because there's no machine you put the Capri Sun into, Neli. Why do I have to explain <laughs> that? The, the Juicero bag has like real, like, what does it vegetables. do in there? It, it just so, presses the bag or something. Yeah, <laughs> no? it, squeezes, it squeezes the bag. That's all it does. It squeezes the bag. <laughs> right. I think actually you're Something down, comes directly out of the vegetable right then. It actually ends up being you. Capri Sun, but green. Yeah. Okay. Sounds delicious. I mean, Jake's getting a Juicero. We're going to make... Jake is to on the review? Wi-Fi liquids beat. Yeah. Uh, he reviewed the Wi-Fi Brita pitcher. He did the Wi-Fi wine bottle. He's going to get the Juicero. This is a great trend. Yeah. The problem is that the video for the wine bottle will be better Writing than all the down. other ones because he good ideas. got drunk. Good ideas when I'm here. Yeah, but you just get him drunk before he does the video for all of these. One time I had this like very emotional dinner with Joanna and I was like telling her this like very emotional story and she I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm not oh, yeah. listening to you. <laughs> the, the ladies at the table next to us are talking about their Kindles and I have to take notes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? And guess what? She's it like, was this a column. Is, <laughs> did that turn into a column? Yep. It did. Wow. <laughs> Whenever I get like a real opportunity to hear real people talk about technology, I have to seize the moment. What are we? Yeah. We're not real people? No. no. All right. You know, what? one thing that I would say is indicative of the current technology climate is that when Amazon made a Fire Phone, mm -hmm. it was terrible and nobody wanted it. Like, it's not like we're at this place where these big companies are like, fending everybody off with pure market muscle they are doing that but like 
I don't know, the barrier to entry is so high because you have to make something so good, and Amazon didn't do that, but if any company could, you would think Amazon could. Well, I feel like that was a really interesting product. It's like, I'm excited for someone to do crazy, weird, new right. things in tech, and I'm glad they tried. I'm really sad that they did a terrible job. Right. But, Actually, you bring up a really good point, because I think then there draws this line between gimmick and real usefulness. And the Fire Phone ended up falling into gimmick, but there were some interesting technologies in there. The screen, I don't know what the point of it was, but like it was different. A billion cameras on the front. Right. You could look around. But it's funny because if, if you had a phone with that screen now in VR, you could do right. all kinds of cool stuff with it. Oh. They were just way ahead of that curve. Right. That's what I wrote about in this piece. Like maybe a holograph display is actually not a gimmick anymore if this company can pull it off. Right. I mean, I. But that's all improving the phone. Like, that's the thing to me. I think it's really hard to get around. It's the big improvements come not necessarily even when they come to Android, right? They like Android phone vendors do a lot of cool stuff all the time. And I think honestly, right now, if I was buying a phone and I had no other phones and I didn't have this job and get a new phone every week, but whatever. Um, if I had to just buy a phone right now, I would be extremely tempted by the S7. Yeah, only no, because only because of the Gear VR, only because it has so, this one additional capability. So I'm that jerk. I mean, I'm using a broken iPhone instead of using an S6 that I bought for Gear VR, and like Gear VR was Samsung's chance to prove to me that they could not screw up an operating system, <laughs> and they didn't. They 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 made such a bad experience. Like I literally, I got the S6 for Gear VR, and I sat there for hours trying to figure out how to turn off all these automatic updates because I'd be trying to play yeah. Gear VR games and like, up. hey, I'm gonna update your. I don't know what their stupid apps are called. They, Touch with. They fixed it on the S7. I don't know if it's on the S6, but like. When you go into Gear VR, you go to little settings inside VR. There's a do not disturb option now. Right, but like they missed the chance. Yeah, I got an S6 when the Gear VR came out. Yeah, that was sad to me. Remember Big Papa Joe? Yeah, ladies, ladies love. I'm frequently reminded of Big Papa Joe. Really? On Twitter. Oh yeah. There's I'm, a lot of a lot of people who've got people don't know who Big Papa Joe is. Kind memories of old Vergecast moments. So we used to take Collins on this show. We might yet again. I, I will say this: real chance we're going to like reboot the show. Let's send 200, 200 episodes in this format. Hmm. Tweak it around the edges a little bit. Anyway, we used to take Collins. One of the Collins, we asked people: Is there anybody out there who likes TouchWiz? Mm -hmm. And a man named Big Papa Joe called us. <laughs> he told us that ladies love the Wiz. <laughs> <laughs> he told us that he could check all kinds of weather. Right. It was one of the most insane moments on the show ever. I think. We've had other insane moments, though, I believe. Um, do you guys still have the fanboy wars with Android and Windows Here's Phone? What, yo, yeah, What's we, we, have Android, we have Android and iOS wars. The new fanboy wars are uh, VR platforms. Mm. Mm -hmm. So all of our I, Oculus review comments mm. were Vive fanboys, and all of our Vive review comments were That Oculus makes sense. Fanboys. I am thrilled that we're getting a, like a... Um, Nintendo Sega console war in yeah. VR right away. I think that, that we're, so much good is going to come of that. I, what I think is really interesting is the level of sophistication of understanding 
The fanboy, the VR fanboy war is incredibly nuanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's already super meta. It's super meta. Um, a bunch of the stuff can work across the platforms. Mm-hmm. It's all just plugging into a gaming PC. Mm-hmm. So there's no like hardware limitations there. Um, and there's a lot of conversation about Steam being locked down versus store exclusives versus DRM at like an incredibly deep nerd level. Mm-hmm. And it's remarkable. I mean, even with the Fire Phone, the reason everybody knew to be disappointed with the Fire Phone before it ever even came out was because Amazon made the decision to, to fork the ecosystem and use the Fire ecosystem instead of regular Android. And like a generation of consumers instinctively knew that was a bad idea. Like at a corporate strategic level, you're forking the platform. You're not right. going to get developer support. The, I, that to me is the big difference in from when we started. I started in Gadget in 2006, 2007. You were... You you had been there for a little bit. Two thousand five. Um, I think I started in two thousand seven. Um, but it's funny, even just back then, the amount of well, whatever it's a new product, it'll be it'll be as good as the other products without all of the backstory. And now everybody, the backstory is taken for granted, right? So the VR fanboys are like ridiculously sophisticated, hmm. and they're arguing about the most insane. They're arguing about the like the moral implications of a store exclusive versus actual DRM. Well, yeah, VR VR's had that I think since really early on because Oculus got bought by Facebook and then Notch, the creator of Minecraft, said he wouldn't put Minecraft on Oculus. Right. Um because Facebook is a big evil company. And I think that's really interesting where Oculus seemed like this chance for a new out of nowhere Kickstarter project to redefine a whole platform, a whole thing of experience. And then they got bought by Facebook and they're still doing really cool stuff, but it's not as impressive, I guess. Right. I don't know. I mean, do you remember that day? It was CS 2012 when Palmer Lucky showed up at the trailer with the first Oculus. Yeah, I think it was 2012. Yeah, it was it was like our first CS. Mm-hmm. First or second? First. Let's see. It had to be 2012. I think it was 2012 and it was amazing. And that was like ski goggles with duct tape on them. Yep. 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 Um Dieter's just reading old trees. No, I'm trying to find my, my It first, was a uh, 2013 actually. Article. You, you 2013 saw it before that though, right? Yeah, so we saw so the first time I think almost anyone saw it was a uh, Billy Jordan and I, or Billy and Jordan are video, video producers, um, and I went to see John Carmack in Texas because he had an aerospace company. We were going to look at his rockets. And while we were there, he's like, I've got this thing. This dude on the internet made it. It seems pretty cool. You want to check it out? And it was literally it was literally ski goggles. The original Oculus Rift, John Carmack had just made it based on Palmer's like forum design. Wow. And that was the first time we saw it. It was May 2012. And then 2013 is when they first did their uh, CES. And that's when he came to the trailer, showed to everyone, and a slightly better version, still duct taped everywhere. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was it was mind blowing. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's been a. I mean, Joanna, you just did a big VR piece. Yeah. You think it's gonna? What, I, what do you think the curve is for the, for the normals? I think. Well, actually, I was just thinking that as Ross said that. So, 2012 mm-hmm. to now, for what we're seeing in the Oculus, right? Yep. So let's think similar to what we're going on right now. I mean. That thing was a janky, crazy prototype. I mean, yeah, I think it was like six forty by four eighty per eye. Like it was like barely anything. It was super blurry. There's like no like adjusting the game. I think they used a Doom three like mm-hmm. tweaked version of that. It was 
the ugliest thing, but it was still so compelling that you could like just look around, not walk around, just kind of look around, and use the controller yeah. for everything else. Every I mean, demo. The- I mean, that is actually, and like that's where I feel like I do feel like I, I feel like an asshole for the last like. 30 minutes complaining about oh we've just seen smartphones they're so boring you know like what you're saying like that's amazing that we witness this right like we are witnessing that happen and that is amazing and like we're going to witness it with vr and we've we've definitely witnessed it with smartphones and it is it is amazing right well and then and augmented reality is is going to be crazy do you think it's going to be some combination of the two i think it's i think it's definitely going to be augmented reality is going to be bigger for for sure what do you think because i think microsoft's making obviously the bigger bet on ar with hololens and my suspicion is that apple will make a bigger bet on ar than vr i think augmented reality um it doesn't take up your whole eye Mm -hmm. and so you're still in the the world um and and so you can improve the world that you're in i mean i really think that the ideal augmented like I think they're kind of doing this with the new Pokemon thing. Um, I really think the, the 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 I don't know if they're going to do a good job, but the the sheer concept of this Pokemon augmented reality AR game kind of thing, where you take a universe that has always been virtual and a dream, and put it into the real world. Um, is going to be so compelling and it's going to take over people's lives. It's going to be something to do with all your time. It's not a hobby, really. It's not something you go home and do after work. It's now part of your whole life. And I think that only works when it's augmented reality because VR, it has you have to set aside a specific time to go away and do it. Like yeah, same, there's the isolating yeah. factor of VR, which you're talking about, which is people just keep asking, like, where will I be doing this? And I'm like, well, sitting at home or going in your office or and in like, yeah, you would set aside this time to possibly do some sort of training or do some sort of tour of a house or a number of different things. I, I just think there could be this combination of both that gets people used to either I'm going to go to this world or I'm going to use these glasses to improve something in my current world, like measuring a kitchen cabinet or shopping or something like but that. But wait, that's a total paradigm shift that you're describing, right? Because the concept of where do I use technology didn't exist until phones. Because previous to that, you had a computer. You room. had to decide. Right, right. The dealer's and really big on computer. I room. love a computer room. But and like you had, you had a computer now. room, you had a living room. You would go to the office to use a computer. You would go to school to use a computer. Mm-hmm. There were distinct times and places in which you would use technology. And that's foreign to people. It doesn't yeah. feel right. right. But that was ten years ago. That was just a hundred percent true. Right. And I think VR is is literally making people right now look at their home and figure out how to enjoy it. Right. But it, I think that is going to keep it a relative niche to what mobile phones were able to do, which is be everywhere all the time, always useful. Do you think anything's going to come up and be as disruptive as a phone? I mean, if, if the hype behind Magic Leap turns out to be anywhere near true, <coughs> it, could, it could like realize this vision that Paul's talking about. Uh, I think that indoor drones, I don't know if they'll be as disruptive as the, or as, as the phone, but like drones are amazing, but they like the use cases are like, you know, filming stuff and screwing around outside, but we're starting to see some like quiet, reasonable indoor drones that can run around and do things. And mm-hmm. I think that if someone can figure out a mainstream use for that, that's going to be a big change and a big shift. Oh, so that question, by the way, was a setup for Chris. 
Because the obvious answer oh. of what the next disruptive thing is is self-driving cars. I don't. I don't think that's the next. Really? Uh, no, I think that's the disruptive thing. Two or three things from now. Like if you go back a hundred years, the big disruptive thing happens every seven to twenty years, right? You have the internet. You have yeah. the computer. You have. I, you could make an argument for the laptop. The ubiquitous laptop is a disruptive thing. Then the phone. Like then VR. The iPhone. Yeah. Then obviously the Android tablet ecosystem. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, and I think um, you know we're still in the in the pre iPhone days of both VR and, and drones, where the the truly magical moment in both of those categories hasn't happened yet. I think the fan of I I think the fan of four is a drone. No, but but it's still a niche product, right? Like your your parents are not saying, oh, I got to have a Phantom Four. But like who? Not everyone needs everything. First of all, that's my motto. Uh, <laughs> Don't so, hate on his best friend, the Phantom Four. Yeah. <laughs> He's defend See, that it's guy like the not end. everyone. Not but only like does not everyone need everything. Year, what are you using drones for? I think Dude, drones I mean, become one. disruptive when they start delivering yeah. stuff to my house, like, right. like juice packs. Point. Yeah. Right. That's- <laughs> No, yes. not juice packs. Things of actual vegetables to make the juice. Mm-hmm. Right. No, no. Drones delivering vegetables is literally this dystopian future. Fine. Okay. <laughs> just, just as long as but, we're clear. But I, don't, I still don't think... I like drones. They're very fun to watch and play with. But what is the real practical use of drones other than what Paul has just mentioned? So I, I mean, and taking very beautiful video at people's weddings and putting in our own videos. It's very, it's beautiful. It's I beautiful. really need to put that ring video on the site, by the way. I yeah. just realized I haven't done that. Um, but don't you feel guilt in your heart about turning your friend's wedding into content? No, no. All right. We'll do it. That's what's told. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> uh, see, I knew, I knew there was a reason I had you on the show today. Um, I think it's more like if you have a drone in your life, your life is better. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> no, that's not it. I think if you have anything in your life that can move around for you, mm-hmm. that radically changes like your reach as a person. So right now the Phantom 4 can fly around and take pictures. But instead of relying on a company to drone things to you, if you can take a drone out in the world and send it somewhere for you, that is a different, totally different value proposition. You want to serve? Why won't we just have Uber do it? What do you mean? Well, but like your presence—if you've got AR or VR—you feel immersed in another world. Mm-hmm. But that other world could be the thing that the drone is showing you. So if I want to go hang out in San Francisco. I could like log into a drone that's in San Francisco, go have my meeting in the office with like my little flying drone. There's a Portlandia episode or a skit about exactly that. Yeah. Telepresence robots. Yeah. 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 Where they, they visit a, uh, what concert is it? They visit- Why do you need the drone for that? Because the drone can get around in physical space. Oh, it's a Flaming Lips. They visit a Without Flaming Lips concert to, like, using a drone. Get help. Like if you, you've used the, the like the yeah, iPad yeah, yeah, on yeah, a right, stick. Right, the iPad. Remote, yeah. Like, but if you can get a good indoor flying drone that isn't dangerous and isn't loud and is like, and we accept that it's not the creepiest thing ever, which we might not. Super the creepiest thing ever. So offices have flying drones with people <laughs> on them. Yeah, okay. This is great. And it, because yeah. it's AR, like right, they'll okay. have a little QR code on them and mm. like the, you'll tell the system this is Dieter and like well there'll be two drones yes. talking to each other yes. but they'll each eat, 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 person looking at uh-huh. it through their VR right. headset will just see the person. So for homework, or holograms. Yeah. Think about yeah. it. For, for yeah, homework, yeah. everybody yeah. needs to high fives, God damn it, man. Everybody <laughs> needs to your hand read, to talk. No. Um, <laughs> Mr. Patel, you have something to say. Yes, I'm the host of the show. No, Paul is is making a point, and I have to go in five minutes. Can someone drive me a drone? Everybody (laughs) needs to read uh, Rainbow's End 
by Werner Vinge, which explains the whole um, augmented reality future, where one of the really interesting things about that, you mentioned that QR code. You can have consensual realities where where it's like I've decided that I want to represent myself as this way and I'm going to be a big fluffy bunny and other people who want to be part of that reality can see me the way I want to be represented um, and you you kind of divide up the same meat space into lots of different realities all at once and it's insane but why does it have to be augmented reality why can't it be virtual reality because did you read ready player one yeah yeah, so because, that's like similar in a way. Because Ready, Ready Player One is more dystopian to me because, like, as much as I like the idea of being in like a Matrix style tube with my brain jacked in for the rest of my life, I don't think my mom would like that. Right, but uh, even uh, but when you're picturing yourself as this fluffy bunny, which mm-hmm. you are already, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> why? Why do you? What is the purpose of augmented? Like, just the fact that you can see through and that you can see those other objects in the real world yeah I'm, I'm in the real world with all its perks and yet i'm choosing to see all coca-cola ads as ads for um mm-hmm. slurm or whatever and slurm? is that a thing what what know. is slurm slurm tell me what? more about slurm i think slurm's a thing just going along it's it. actually the next generation <laughs> of pentile displays slur <laughs> slurm displays <laughs> What happened with that? What that happened was to just Pentile a toss displays? out for the people who have been tweeting me about Pentile displays this entire time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's from Futurama. By the way, Neelai Patel yeah. has always loved Pentile I'm gonna displays. I'm going to read that book. I need to understand a little bit more about... Is the S7 still Pentile? ...how we can still Probably. live in augmented reality. What does Pentile even mean anymore? Oh, God. Okay, I, can we Remember when I used to take we should macro photos? Totally Rainbow's in. Mm-hmm. It's great. Look, here's what I know. Here's what I know. Gadgets are back. Uh, Rainbows. This is the Engadget podcast. <laughs> Greetings, yeah. accomplishers. Like oh, the possessive. Uh, look, here's what I know. Gadgets are back. And they're going to drive themselves around. They're going to fly around. They're going to look like bunnies, apparently, in some sort of AR dystopia. They're going to make you fucking juice. Because mm-hmm. you have no idea how to spend money. Just <laughs> 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 not. Uh, well, he does work at AOL still, so he's making too much <laughs> money. He's right. making, you're going to spend those AOL cheese. <laughs> Poor AOL. David Poe, get a room and gadget. That's like it's just still in my, still in my life. Because if they buy Yahoo, oh yeah, that makes sense. Too. And Yahoo Tech merges with that. Where are they going to stick them? That makes sense. Look, here's what I know: gadgets are back. I'm just going to keep saying it. I believe it in my heart. Like the phones are boring. The, yep. the world around phones, you can't try to make money on the phone. It's really hard to even make a phone yep. app anymore. Right? Do you read? You, everyone should read Casey Newton's piece, "Life and Death in the App Store." It is so hard to launch a new app on on the iPhone now, because the the space is crowded. Yeah, the App Store policies aren't great. I launched the app. I made like three hundred three hundred bucks. What was your app? Do you know I still have the app on my phone that counts down when you're going to come back to the internet? Really? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, Dan told me the S7 is still Pentile. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> nice. That's why. That's why I didn't buy it. Nice. Wait, let me open this app. It's a great phone. Where is it? Ugh, spotlight. It's garbage. Oh, there it is. Paul, you've been back online for... Oh, my God. It reset. No. It's over a thousand online? days. You've been, on, you've been back online for 17 minutes, 17 hours. and Over a thousand over, days. Yeah. Something over a thousand days. Um, no, I just think the ecosystem of things around gadgets. We, we didn't talk about wearables once on this show. Hmm. We didn't talk... How's your Apple Watch? 
Yeah, I you're both wearing them over there. I mean, I just I haven't bought another watch because this one was so expensive. <laughs> like, it tells time. That's cool. That's I haven't wa- worn mine in like two weeks, and the only thing I miss is telling the time. Dieter's wearing a 360, uh, paired to an iPhone. Mm. Ooh, that's yeah. a move. Wow. That's a wow. Uh, you know, the wire cutter today said the 360 is best smartwatch on the market. That's a, that is aggressive in my mind. But. I actually do think also for the design for I was wearing the other one and it looks really a lot nicer than the. Did they say watch. for the Dieter, market, by the way, for just, just in case you want to know what the experience of sitting next to Dieter on the Vergecast is, he just, just looked at his constantly. smartwatch and dismissed a Trello notification. <laughs> what? Like super casually, he was like, "Nope," and then started typing. <laughs> That's what it's like working the Verge. Anyway, this was a great show. I'm very happy to have worked with all of you in this way for so long. I mean, I still work with most of you, so. It's fine. I still work at AOL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God damn it. That joke is just going to keep going. Hey, Chris, you... what day is it? Friday. Okay. <laughs> what? Wish. What? You're weird. Everyone's, right. everyone's wish. Hey, look, that was a show. We have a million other shows that you can listen to. I have a show with Walt Mossberg, which is, by the way, when we were all leaving Engadget to do this, the idea that years later, Walt would work at The Verge and I would host a podcast with him. And I would have Walt's old job. And you yes. would have Job. <laughs> that is fucking bonkers. Just like everybody, just think about that. That is fucking. I think bonkers. about that often. That is weird. And one day, you and I are going to have a podcast. That's weird. We are. Yeah. Yes. And you're going to call me old man on the podcast. <laughs> for the um, anyway, so uh, Control Delete. Uh, Chris Pine has What's Tech. Uh, Emily Ashid and Liz Lopato have Virgie SP, our entertainment science show. Lauren Good has. Too embarrassed to ask. There's so many of these. Lauren Good has too embarrassed to ask on the Recode Network. Kara Swisher has Recode Decode. Peter Kafka has Recode Media. Is there one more? Probably. Dieter Bone has a podcast in his head. Yeah. The Verge Mobile Show is still not Oh, back God. In the do air. not bring up the Verge Mobile <laughs> Show. It never will. If you are on Twitter, please tweet at ZPower <laughs> about the Verge Mobile Show. No, at Vlad and Dan. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll think of something. Um, Let's start a podcast. Joanna is at the Wall Street, sure. Wall Street Journal. Where she makes a video every week with behind a paywall, <laughs> not, behind, not behind a paywall, uh, not. Those things are cool. Why aren't they coming out? Yeah, you got to flick it. Yeah, we got to be aggressive. Right. We're going to celebrate. This is it. It was Vergecast 200. It's Thank like you the for Windows listening. Mobile. Thank you for sticking. <laughs> <laughs> Get out! Joanna's done. Joanna's fired all over again. Uh, Thank you for being with us for 200 episodes. Rock and roll, Paul. Paul. Rock and roll, Paul. Paul. Sternburn. burn.